This is CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring you today's best mysteries, thrillers, and suspense novels. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here today with James O. Bourne, the author of Scent of Murder. James is not only the award-winning author of eight novels, he's also a former U.S. Drug Enforcement agent and a special agent with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. His books draw from his career and are known for their realism. Jim, welcome. Thank you for having me, Steve. It's a treat to have you. I'm going to let readers know or listeners know how I first discovered you. I was at a ski lodge in Colorado several years ago. I'd finished a book and a friend handed me one of yours. It was the first in your Tasker series. And I read it in two days because when you're skiing, all you do is ski, sit by the fire, read, And so I finished it in two days. Thankfully, I had my Kindle. I bought the next book in the series, and then I bought the third book in the series, and I read all three of them while I was skiing. So it was a fabulous time for me, and I have fond memories of first being exposed to your books. You have a new book called Scent of Murder. Tell us about the book. Well, Steve, it uh, comes from my fascination with uh, police dogs, and it started early in my career. I had an encounter where I was chasing someone from the Palm Beach County Airport, and a canine deputy got ahead of us, and his dog ultimately caught the suspect. (laughs) And I thought it was spectacular. And ever since then, anytime we'd have a big operation where canines were involved, I like to mix with the canine guys and talk to them and and get an idea of, you know, how they trained and and what they do. Mm -hmm. So that when I started to have a little more freedom in what I was going to write, uh, I decided that I wanted to write something about a police canine unit. So I created a, a specialized unit in the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office uh, called the Canine Assist Team. And that gives them the opportunity to work on a lot of different cases. And then I just kind of built it from there. It, it's, it is a police novel, but it's also a dog novel. And I took a lot of input from, from people in publishing who love dogs who, who guided me a little bit. It was my, it's my first book that really is more of a group effort. So I, I'm not really that familiar with the, the, a canine assist unit, what that is, how it all works together. I mean, you, you tell the story of chasing after a guy and a dog catches him, but how, how actually do police officers and, and the dogs work together? I guess we should buy the book and, and find out, but just give us a little preview. <laughs> well, what, what people don't understand is it's not like you pick up your patrol car in the morning, you live with the dog. The dog becomes part of your life. Uh, It comes home with you at night. It has to integrate with your family. uh, And they become an extension of the police officer. And they each have different skills. Uh, They can be patrol dogs, which is, you know, you see the German Shepherds and the Belgian Malinois that are big, kind of scary dogs that can track someone if they're running from the police, can uh, can grab them and pull them out of dark areas if they're if a suspect's not surrendering. But they also have uh, the ability to sniff drugs from the smallest possible area. I mean, where you would never find them. Uh, even money that has the scent of drugs on it. Oh, really? Uh, some have the ability to sniff out explosives. You've seen the bomb-sniffing dogs. And they have evolved just since 9-11 to an entirely uh, new level of sophistication. And then there are even dogs that can sniff out uh, cadavers and, and dead material. 
which uh, you know if you if you think someone's missing or someone's buried in a field uh to have a dog like that who can really narrow down the search is amazing hmm. and in this book i try to put all those elements together um and in fact it's a series so i'm trying to set it up okay great so that each book kind of focuses a little bit more on on one of the different skills of the dogs but it also shows how much these dog handlers just love their dogs and i've gotten a lot of support from from dog groups the uh, German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County is very interested in the book, which is a huge group. Um, I've been talking to some of the police canine organizations. Uh, and today I actually give my first talk, uh, a fundraiser point library. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a lot of these talks, although I haven't set it up for today, I'm going to have a police canine come by to get the exposure for the, the dog and the police department oh, and that sort of thing. That would be fun for people. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> The dogs are trained, I'm assuming, before they're partnered. Is that, is that a true statement? Uh, they are. I mean, they train with their partners uh, as well. Um, there, there's different levels. They call a green dog, which has really no training. Uh, it used to be that they would get a lot of the dogs from Europe, but they're starting to use trainers in the U.S. much more. Dogs are, you know, it's a little cheaper, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and that's part of the storyline of the book. Something as simple as uh, one of the canine officers who who's a little on the short side and wants to be a tough guy doesn't get assigned a German Shepherd or a Belgian Malinois. He ends up with a, a Golden Retriever, who is a can- who is a um, cadaver dog, and it crushes him. He's part of the unit, but he wants to get out there and chase people and do everything his Golden Retriever won't. As, as a part of my exhaustive research for this interview, I went to your website. Yes. And uh, you've got some fabulous pictures of you there with some of these police dogs. It, was this like a, a, a day-long thing that th- where you went and participated in the training and, and essentially allowed them to uh, chew you to bits, it looks like? It was. And amazingly, it was only one police dog. <laughs> Uh, K-9 Jimmy, J-I-M-I, from the uh, Jupiter Police Department, who, uh, when it was done, all I could think was, thank God he didn't tear my rotator cuff. (laughs) It was unbelievable. He shook me like a rag doll. I'm 220 pounds, and he didn't think anything about it. Um, And it it was fun. I have to admit, I enjoyed it. I had great insight. Uh, and I intend to do it again. Uh, I've had offers from a couple of the police agencies to, to come by and experience it. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, the more exposure I get to it, uh, the better I'll like it. You were pretty heavily padded. I, I saw one picture in particular where there's oh, a, a big pad essentially wrapped around your arm with the dog hanging on to it. Uh, could you actually... How how far into the padding did the dog get? I, I didn't put any photos up that showed me crying. <laughs> it was, let me tell you. See, that's the definition of a tough guy. I will never uh, mock someone who runs from the police and gets caught by a police dog. Because if they were bitten by a police dog and weren't curled up in a fetal position crying, they're tougher than I'll ever be. Uh, that I, It shocked me the first time. 
he got a little low on the sleeve, so he ended up with my hand. He got a good grip on it. Mm-hmm. And I was stunned at how much it hurt. I was thinking, I got to go through the whole day of this. But the guy taught me to move my arm a little bit, so he caught it a little higher on my forearm. Uh, and it still hurt. And he would, you know, he jerked me off my feet a couple of times. He took me down running. Pretty much, it felt like the dog knew judo. And when you uh, say he took you down running, he actually took you to the ground? Oh, yeah. I was, I was running. He came up behind me, gra- grabbed the sleeve, and pulled me right off my feet. And we have it on, oh my on video. I'll have the video posted probably in the next week or so, maybe two weeks. Okay, so most likely by the time this show goes live, it will be on your website, which is James, J-A-M-E-S-O, born, B-O-R-N, dot com. So you can, uh, uh, you can find out all about the book there. You can also see these pictures, and hopefully you can see this video, because I can't wait to see the video. For people who don't, who don't know you, Jim, you're a you're a solid, fit-looking guy. I'm, I shouldn't just say fit-looking. You're fit. You're an active police officer. And I, I, I can't even imagine a dog just kind of sweeping you off your feet like that and taking you to the ground. Uh, you know, if, it would, if he would have swept me, it probably would have been more comfortable. <laughs> he jerked me off my feet by my arm. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I rolled. I went with it. I, the main thing, I didn't want to land on the dog because then the surprise would have been on him. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, uh, it was uh, it was an eye-opening experience, uh, and you know it just reinforced. Really, I was surprised how accurately I had gotten a lot of that depicted in the book. Uh, my first experience, like I was talking about, the dog ran the guy down. It was a German Shepherd, grabbed him by the leg and threw him to the ground. Uh, and, but in the process, ripped his uh, an artery in his leg, mm. and it was a little on the bloody side. Uh, but the canine officer, who I have no idea who it was, I mean, it, this was 20-something years ago, mm-hmm. was as cool as anyone. He's just like, oh, you know, let's get fire rescue over here. And that was it. Um, and that was my introduction to, to police dogs. I've used them on searches. Uh, I can remember searching a house a few years ago, and they brought in a, uh, a little, I, I'm not even sure the breed. It might have been like a mixed breed. Who did a search for money, and I was shocked at how quick he could go through the whole house. Really, the, I, I'm learning a lot. I, I <laughs> you know, well, that's you, the idea I, of my I, novels. I see police dogs on TV, and they sniff for drugs, and they sniff for just drugs. I guess that's pretty much the only thing uh, that I see on television, and so that's what I think. But I'm, I'm getting a much better picture of it here. I, I, I'm really anxious to read the book. Uh, all of my novels, I'm trying, uh, one of my goals, and it started out from on surveillance with DEA back in the olden days. Uh, there were no TVs or tablets or anything. We would read novels and switch them back and forth between each other. And I'd read these police novels that just had no relationship to real life. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me started in the first place. And that's what I try to get across in every book is – a real police work is much different than what you see on TV. And so while they're being people, the reader's being entertained by the story, hopefully they're learning something too. And they, I want them to see police officers as real people, not just as, you know, they, uh, one of my friends said to me once, uh, I had gotten in a fight or punched or something. And he goes, yeah, it's just, you know, goes with the territory. I'm like, no, it, it absolutely doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't get paid to get beat up. 
uh, that's they think just because that's your job, that's acceptable. Oh, that cop just got beat up. Or someone just tried to kill that cop, but, you know, he's trained. No, you shouldn't have to take any abuse anyone else does. You, what you should be able to do is defend yourself, and then people support you. I'm, I'm passionate about this. Uh, and I realize there are abuses and I'm out of shape about that, but what they don't understand from looking on TV, they think you can get shot in the arm and just kind of shake it off. And that is not the way it is. Well, fortunately, I don't have any experience with that. So I, I'm going to just yeah. take your word for it. I, I will say that having read most of your books up to this point, they are absolute page turners, very enjoyable. I have always learned something from them. Somehow or other, there's a lot of police work in there, but it doesn't turn into like a police procedural kind of thing. So you're doing something that works really well for me. How, how do you classify scent of murder in, in terms of genre specific? How would you specifically categorize it? You know what I, uh, I never get, I always call them crime novels okay. that way. You know, they could be mysteries. This one actually has a strong mystery element to it. It's a whodunit until the end, which normally, that's not my books. Normally, you have the bad guy you're rooting against and the good guy you're rooting for. This one, the bad guy's identity is a little bit of a mystery until right at the end. So it could be considered a mystery, but it could be, you know, general fiction too because it has so much to do with the dogs. Okay. Now, I have a question that I've had for years since I first read uh, since I first read the first book of yours. I I've lived in Florida for a long time. I had never heard of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. I'm guessing other people haven't either. I mean, there's the sheriff's department, there's the police department, there's the highway patrol. What is the Florida Department of Law Enforcement? Just the state in all the southern states. I think most of the southern states, the Highway Patrol and the investigative arm of the state police are two separate agencies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're the non-Highway Patrol. Uh, You know, people refer to us, you hear, we're on the news a lot, generally referred to as the state police or as the initials FDLE. Okay. Uh, But we're the chief law enforcement agency for the state. We answer to the governor and the cabinet. And I have to say, it's uh, it's a good job. It's an interesting job. I, I never had a bad day with it. And the fact that they supported me and the books and liked the attention the books brought them <laughs> only made me love them that much more. I, I have, I've heard you speak at writers' conferences. You are incredibly funny. You tell these fabulous stories as though you're a professional speaker. And so anybody that, that's out there that has the opportunity to go and hear Jim speak – Go ahead and do it because you're, you're going to really have a good time. But the first time I met you, I just saw some a guy who looked like a law enforcement a professional. A little bit of a smile, firm handshake, steely gaze. And you really shocked me by how funny you were at uh, Sleuth Fest. So I, I had not known that about you. Well, I've been to too many talks where – uh, you just you're like, when is this going to be over? You got to play games with yourself about can I hold my breath for a minute while this guy is talking? And I said years ago, if I ever have the chance to be the guy giving the lunch talk or the demonstration or whatever, I'm not going to be that way. I'm going to keep I'm going to hold people's interests. Uh, and I actually you say I'm like a professional speaker, but I I get paid for a lot of my speaking 
gigs, which makes me a professional speaker. I okay, I see. So, now I don't have to send you any money for this, do I? Because we we weren't clear no. about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, and I have an agent for speaking and all okay. that stuff. All right. Uh, and I enjoy like I told you this afternoon. I'm doing something for the Lighthouse Point Library. I do that because they were good to me early on when my books came out, and uh, it, it's not too much of a drive. I enjoy, I'm looking forward to getting up in front of, uh, they told me last night, it's going to be a good crowd. Uh, And just kind of talk about, uh, there's a lot I can talk about in Lighthouse Point because that's sort of where my career started. I was a DEA agent down here in South Florida and uh, not far from where I'll be speaking at the City Hall is where I conducted some of my first surveillances with the DEA. Hmm. And now it's been 25 years, I can go into some detail about it and no one will be upset. All right, one last question, and I'll let you go. Okay. How do you, as a law enforcement professional, balance your desire for realism and telling an accurate – giving an accurate portrayal of police work with the idea of making the story really interesting? Because I know from talking to people like you that it's not all car chases, dog chases, and excitement. There's a lot of downtime, but your book's – flow very naturally. They're incredibly entertaining. How do, you, how do you balance those two things? Well, the idea is all the action doesn't come from the, so much of a police investigation. The real action is what the criminals do. So by integrating the lives of the criminals, and they're real people. They're not just stereotype. You know, some are bad. Some do bad things. They're not necessarily bad people. Some are just crazy. Uh, so you have the lives of the criminals and the lives of the law enforcement people, there doesn't have to be all that much that goes on action-wise as far as a police officer goes. Um, and a lot of the books are the questions I asked when I was working, you know, what if this would happen? What if while I was watching this one surveillance, there was a robbery next door, an armed robbery? What would I do? Every cop asks those questions. Mm-hmm. So I just sort of expound on those in the books. Uh, you know, what would happen if this simple um, fraud investigation turned into a triple homicide because they're trying to cover their tracks? That sort of thing. Okay. Let me, let me leave the audience with a quote from Elmore Leonard about your writing. Jim Bourne is the real thing, a South Florida lawman with an authentic sound that puts you at the scene. That's – Getting something like that from Elmore Leonard is pretty high praise. I, uh, and I appreciated it then, and I appreciate it now. He was a great guy. Jim, what's the best way for people to keep up with your books? Is it through your website or an email list or social media? What's the best way? I would say my author page on Facebook. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm trying to stay up with. I actually broke down and hired someone to help me <laughs> with it because <laughs> I – I'm not that good at staying up with stuff. Uh-huh. In fact, you pointed out some stuff on my uh, author page that I'm going to uh, call as soon as I'm done with you. Call my web guy and say, hey, let's make these changes. Well, you're busy chasing bad guys and keeping us safe down here in Florida, and we appreciate that. Well, I appreciate the comment. It was great talking to you. Great talking to you. This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you like what we're doing here, please leave a rating or review for the show at iTunes. It makes it much easier for other crime fiction lovers to find the show. Thanks for listening. 